Welcome to the Guard Niggas. It's Huey. And it's Jay. And this is the Grow Bro Podcast where we talk about shit. So last week we talked about our friends and, and people we know um like mocking us and joking with us and and establishing that boundary of, you know, what's good to joke with, what's not, when it's fun to pick on. Um when it's fun to be picked on and when it's not stuff like that. Um and it was a dope conversation. So go back, check that one out. Um I feel like there were a few quotables in that one. For sure. Uh- <laughs> uh, we also ran a poll and East Coast really is the best. Yes. Uh forty forty three percent of people said um East Coast is the best at slick talking, roasting, joning, uh frying, whatever y'all call it. East Coast is the best. Oh, yeah. And I was right. So thank you guys. And and I mean this is actual factuals up here. Like we run this. But yeah, go check out that episode. Um, great conversation. Um, and you know, give us some feedback and let us know what you think and all that stuff. Um For sure. The other thing is before we move on real quick, is uh we did get a fair amount of feedback um in our uh tweet <laughs> in some tweets mm-hmm. and in uh my mentions about posting the show so some people said a lot of men said like that's how they communicate like they roast their friends um it's like a rite of passage for them to become true friends Mm. um and so it also opened up the conversation about when you become friends which i think we should probably explore at some point later because is this person is this person making friends as a grown-up like you're already kind of an adult um versus We've been friends since elementary school, and that's how we tease each other. Right. Um, and so it was a lot of comments kind of centered around that. Right. And I thought that was really dope, so I appreciate those people for reaching out. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a bonding thing to, you know, just roast each other. But at the same time, there are boundaries, you know, and sometimes people mm-hmm. overstep that boundary or think it's okay for them to overstep a certain boundary. And it's like, nah, it, roasting is cool up until this point. Um oh, yeah. And then some exactly. people don't listen to that up until this point and will continue. And then it's just like, do I cave? Do I assert myself? If I assert myself, what are they going to think? Um, and one of the things my therapist told me is not to worry about what people think because they don't have anything to do with me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was. So, and it can definitely get deeper. Um And there's so much stuff to explore just within that. But aside from that, how you been, bruh? Uh, I've been good, man. It's uh, still super hot. Uh, <laughs> is uh, my body is fueled by Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, and um, that's it. That's just what life has been right now. <laughs> We're gonna put a pin in that spicy chicken sandwich. Um, okay, but no, it it has been hot. Um, but life's still been good. It's been a, a good little hot boy summer or whatever. Um. I actually went to Lorraine Caverns for the first time, and okay. it was very nice on the inside. But being somebody who likes space, I mm. was frustrated on and off because not only were some of the little walkways tight, there were people um, either in my way of moving or in my way of trying to take a picture. Mm. But, um, we had a good time. We went for my grandmother's birthday and then well, my grandmother and my sister's mother, we went for their birthdays. Um, and then after we went to this random restaurant and the food was bad, I had the saltiest grilled cheese sandwich I've ever had in my life. Mm. I've never had a salty grilled cheese sandwich in my life. 
So yeah, it was intense. very off-putting how salty it was. <laughs> um, My grandmother ordered a prime rib and she got it. It looked like a sirloin steak. It was thin. I'm like, prime rib ain't it's supposed to be thicker than that. Um, mm, yeah. So, but I mean, she ate it, but I wouldn't have. And then we had some white Zinfandel that tasted like sparkling mini meat. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was a mess. But we all had a good time. Um, and then I drove back. That was a nice. I haven't driven two and a half, excuse me, two and a half hours straight in a long time. Mm. Um, but it was, it was cool. We had a good time. But um. Speaking about this hot chicken, I mean this this Popeyes spicy chicken sandwich. Um, you gonna love it or leave it alone? <laughs> I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm treat so the Popeyes by my house. Uh, I treat it the same way I treat Jamaican restaurants. Oh, now here's the thing: when I pulled up the first day, um, they was nice to me, and I was like, I should leave because they're always rude. <laughs> And so, and so I was like, damn, you know, if they are rude, then I know the food about to be good. Um, and so he was like, yeah, no, take care. He took my order, went up. The thing about this, uh, like I said, the one by my house is a lot like a, a Jamaican restaurant because whenever you try to order something, they don't have it, mm. which is wild to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, can I get the, when they had those chicken pull apart, whatever, chicken rippers or something, they're like, we ain't got it. And I was like, it's, it's you got the menu back here and everything. And they're like, no, we don't got it. So <laughs> my surprise, they actually had the chicken sandwich. And I was like, all right, cool. The the day I had it, it didn't have any pickles on it. But I was just like, look, they, um, and they just throw whatever they want in the bag. You, like, you ordering is purely a suggestion at this pop <laughs> It's like I'm just like, yeah. Hey, can I get the chicken sandwich and some fries? I opened my bag and it was a chicken sandwich and mashed potatoes. And I was like, I don't even know who would eat this. This is even a good combination of things. Okay. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I was just like, well, yeah, fuck what I was trying to do. Um, so yeah, I'm loving it, and I love all the commentary surrounding it too. It's this, bringing us together as people. It has been a moment. Shout outs to Black Twitter, and I'm pretty sure a lot of these fast food companies have black people manning their Twitter accounts. Um, at least when it yeah. comes to this whole chicken sandwich debacle, which has been amazing to watch. Um, I kind of feel left out since I don't eat meat, but I'm going to take everybody's word for it and say that this shit is that good because it actually looks like it's that good. Um, yeah. And I feel like anybody that says otherwise are one of those people who just like being a contrarian because they think it makes them cool and stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Um, let's read it today. Let people enjoy things. Yeah. And if you don't enjoy it, find something else that you enjoy and hype that up. You know, yeah. it's okay. If you're a Bojangles chicken sandwich, motherfucker, like you don't got to knock the Popeye's ones. Although I don't know why you would be a Bojangles chicken sandwich person because why? Um, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, it's been very fun to watch. Um, and seeing like Wendy's hopping in and somebody brought up that KFC double stacker thing. Mm. Funny. Yeah, Mary J. Um <laughs> Whatever. McDonald's stayed out of it, which was good. Shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm waiting for like the black grandmothers to jump in and be like, You can make that in the house. Oh like, yeah. I can for, make that. It's time for one of them cocoa butters. Yeah. Uh, that's what I <laughs> That's what I posted today. Like, uh, I was in the car. I was in the car with my mom, and like, 
yo, we should hit, we should hit Popeyes. And then I posted that puppet that was like, it's, it's spaghetti. spaghetti in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's spaghetti in there. But I was like, it's not. Nope, it's not what I said. But that chicken sandwich do be looking tasty. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Somebody had it and they squeezed it and it started crunching. I was like, ooh. Yeah. See. Damn. It's just it hasn't let me down. It hasn't let me down. Um, I've watched people. I've watched people just be like, you know what, Chick-fil-A, your days are numbered. And yeah, I imagine that the people at Popeye's are pissed about it because they got to make these around the clock now. But <laughs> <laughs> They are running but, out. How do you run out of buns? Yeah, yeah, just that's the thing. I've been to a Popeye's that has said they don't have chicken and they were open. And I was like, I don't understand. So what are y'all doing? Are y'all just slinging fries and mashed potatoes like in there? Red be- are people just being like, I'll take the prepared. red beans and rice? Are you waiting yeah, to get some chicken in? Did the truck break down? Like, I just want to know how this yeah, is like working. we're out of chicken. And um, I was like, oh, well, this is stupid. Because I want my spicy two-piece dark meat. Yeah, it's wild. With fries and an extra biscuit. See? That's what I'm saying. There we go. And I want people to enjoy this, too. Like, all that summer body bullshit. Like, eat a fucking chicken sandwich and enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, you can do both. It's it just takes work and dedication, you know. But it's it's possible to do everything. Just gotta learn how to do it, or no, just please. not do everything and just eat the fucking yeah. chicken sandwich. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, make sure you drink some water and and definitely drink some water. Because <laughs> <laughs> I dare show had a cup of uh, iced tea and I was like, this shit tastes like diabetes. Uh, <laughs> it's like no. sugar and salt galore. I said, um, I said, did this put sugar? Did y'all put honey and sugar in the sweet tea? Good, good. Yeah, they put Why honey, sugar, agave, and a little bit of splendor. This shit tastes like maple syrup. The icing. <laughs> <laughs> they put some syrup what in the there fuck? too. Some maple syrup in there too. God damn. Yeah, yeah, to give it that little backwoods taste, you know. I should not be drinking iced tea the same way I drink a milkshake. This is a damn shame. Choking. That's how I felt eating that goddamn grilled cheese. And I'm really sensitive to like salt and sugar now. <laughs> Yeah. So any intense sensation of either one, I'm like, oh yeah, it's too much. It's dry out, yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah. with with sweets too, like it just be burning, but the shit be so tasty sometimes. I had a, a calypso, a kiwi lemonade calypso. Oh yeah. I know. I almost had a, a, a went to a diabetic coma because it was so sweet, but it was delicious. Yeah, you got to cut some of that with some cocaine. This shit is too <laughs> sweet, boy. Got to put some. Damn. My the- throat was on fire from this sugar, but it was so good. It was so good. It was delicious. Yeah. We love food. Um, we do, for real. But now, nah, um, since we had a, a, a kind of serious conversation last week, we're going to do some more icebreaker questions and keep it fun and lighthearted this week. For sure. So, shout out to the people over at Best Self, uh, Best Self Company. Uh, they create a bunch of games, man. They're they're anti-small talk. Uh, they have games for, like, leadership and all kinds of other stuff. Yes, this is a plug for their products. Uh, <laughs> and I bought this icebreaker box, um, and I'm super fond of it. And so, we will use the stuff from the icebreaker box to uh, have some fun. So, uh, if you weren't here for the last icebreaker episode, there are six categories. Uh, six categories consist of life, random, deep uh, experiences, if you could, and would you rather. Uh, and then Huey will pick what category, and I will read the questions. So, sir, where would you like to start? 
Let's start with would you rather. Would you rather? Would you rather win a Grammy or an Oscar? <sighs> an Oscar. Um, although mm. sometimes they ain't shit too. But when it comes to Grammys, um, I don't know if I respect the, the I don't know if I value rather a Grammy mm. that much or the like Billboard charts for that matter. Matter. Um, ever since Beyonce got snubbed. I'm just like, fuck y'all and y'all little institution. But when it comes to the Grammys, I feel like it it's a lot more politics involved than the Oscars. Mm. When it comes to the Grammys, I feel very uneasy that you have people voting in genres that they're not familiar with. Right. Um. So it just makes me feel awkward when it comes... And then music is so... It changes so quickly and... It's just, I don't know, but when it comes to film, I feel like there are more standard qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, the landscape d- doesn't change as quickly, and the the voting, to me, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So I value Oscars and Emmys more than I do Grammys. Um, so I will go with the Oscar. All that just, and plus, I want to okay. go into film and stuff, so. No, that's dope. I think I too would go with Oscars. I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh with the Grammys, um it also shows that a lot of your peers are haters cuz a lot of people who vote for the Grammys are also in music. Um and there's a lot of people that are out of music and I think it that is a more of a contest for people who collaborate together. So like a lot of people who worked on Adele's album are also Grammy voters. Uh, a lot of people who worked on Beyonce's album are not, I believe. I think that was the thing that I found out and I could be absolutely wrong about that. Mm. Um, but it's that thing. It's what we know her. We worked for a large people, a large group of people who wrote for her are also voters versus the people who maybe like, I don't know a future, is a Grammy voter, right? Like, right. Or I don't know if the people who she had in her white her writing room uh, are that too. So it's a it's a, the contest in that way. I always appreciated the Oscars more because there are people who more than likely work in film, who write about film, who are aware of film. Um, you are essentially telling me out of everybody who was acting this year, you was the best at it, or you right. were the best one who did. You had the best cinematic thing, and I think a lot of what a lot of what you do. And film is like what you can show and what emotion you can evoke from that. Not to say that in music you can't because there are definitely songs that can make you feel a way or change the way you view the world or change the way you view yourself. Right. I think with the Oscars, it's just it's we are we are almost pitting art against art in a way to see just like who like who really invoked some shit. Now don't get me wrong, there'd be some years the Oscars be oh, yeah. some bullshit. Yeah, Oscars so <laughs> like, like You'd be like, oh, this lady, uh, this, uh, what was that shit? Something underwater? The oh, lady was fucking Jesus. a fish man? All that shit? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, that's, no, whatever. That lady didn't mean. But then, when, like, Moonlight, like, when you see things like Moonlight win, uh, super important. That was such an good. amazing night. So, yeah, I love um, that. Um, I was, I worked in a hotel. Uh, I was bartending at a hotel that night. Um, and, there was a comedian staying at the hotel. Um, 
and this was like before the end. So this is when Moonlight was winning um, some of the quote unquote smaller awards before it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. But he was like, see, man, they're trying to brainwash us with all this Moonlight stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, sir, I liked your work at one point, mm-hmm. and now you disgust me. Um, but I, I remember La La Land, La La Land winning, and I'm like, fuck. So I went and I got a bottle of wine. I'm like, I'm going to watch this shit. I'm going to give it a chance. Since it won, it must be something good in it. And then I got home and it was like, they was wrong. Moonlight actually won. I was like, oh shit, this turned into a celebration. I will watch Moonlight. Um, but yeah. And then like with the Grammy, so like I was saying, like you have people who aren't familiar with example for like the rap categories. You have people who aren't really familiar and don't have the, the, um, license to qualify what is good rap and what isn't voting in the rap category and that's how you have, I mean, and it goes for all the other categories too, I guess. But the the voting just it seems weird. It's I don't I don't like the voting system. Yeah, yeah, it's very weird. I, just, I really don't. No, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. All right, so we did. Would you rather? We have, uh, if you could, experiences deep, random, and life left. Question: How would you feel if you had Grammys and a bunch of number ones, and, but you were a rapper and you weren't on anybody's top 50 list. Uh, I'd be fine with that. And I also wouldn't go around wearing a neon leopard outfit. <laughs> yeah. You look crazy. Like a whole highlighter. Yelling. Sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? It's fine. I, um, honestly, keep. I would rather be on somebody on top 50 list than have grammys or chart success the checks don't stop coming the people who make the list make significantly less than yeah it's not because for me it wouldn't be about the check it would be about being a master at my craft i think so too but i think when we have those conversations about who should be on whose list it's it's a lot of personal preference in there that's why the one thing i always did appreciate about mtv is they did do those end of the year things with those round tables with like uh, Shaheem Reed and uh, Sway and all the other people who wrote about rap or wrote right. about music, particularly in a year like who had a dope year, who was the top ten this year, who was the top twenty this year. I think the thing that we do now is like we do this thing where we have conversations with our friends and we all kind of like the same thing. And I think that's what I've personally been working on is like people who can put me on the things that like I didn't know about right. before. Um, but- and so like I've been like put on by like a lot of new genres or a lot of new people that I probably wouldn't have listened to before. Um, and between that and just Spotify being like, Hey, we made oh, yeah, you a list. Would get do you this. Uh, yeah. So it was a lot of, it's a lot of that. Um, I think awards are cool, but like at the end of the day, it's just, I mean, they, they like to throw that around when it's convenient. Um, I think any of those awards, when you win, like, you win an award or it's the same thing like boxing or a belt. Like they they love referring to you as a champion when you are not a champion and when you are down or not being talked to in the light. They love doing that before. Like Grammy award winning such and such is doing a thing at Walmart. And you being like, what? Wait, why are they doing? Why are they, why are they doing a Grammy in front now? Uh, you'd be like, because they haven't done shit in a while. And we just want to remind you that they did that. Um, so, yeah. Like as I mean, much as I want it's an Emmy, I 
more than an Emmy. I want people, critics and consumers alike to respect my work and respect my talent. Um, Because I feel like no award can really compensate for that. Especially like when it comes to rapping, like I would much rather be on a bunch of people's top five, top ten lists than have number ones or have Grammys. I, and if not on the on their list, I would like to be somebody who you could make a good argument for as to why I'm not on your list. Like mm. if somebody, oh, if somebody fair. don't put Wayne on their list, you can easily like make arguments as to well. Here is why Wayne should. Uh, granted, it's all up to you know personal taste, but you can easily argue Wayne mm-hmm. being on the list if he's not, and that's with facts outside of charts and and awards. Just out of his skill, out of his wordplay, out of his flow, like you can mm-hmm. make valid arguments for him. Um, to the point where people be like, "Yeah, I see what you're saying, but he's not on my top five. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, I would rather I think, be in. That I think a lot of time too. I mean that's fair. If so, if we stay with music, I think a lot of times what people get caught up in is nostalgia. It's not the actual, like the not the actual facts. Um, it's like the way they make you feel. So I think that's why, I think that's why people love Beyonce so much because I think Beyonce doesn't give you the thing. Beyonce not only does she just give you music, but it's talent. a consistent level she of elevation. Art. She gives yeah, you lights, like camera, is, action. She gives a, you vocals. She gives you arrangements. She gives you vocal. Uh, 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 what's the things called that I'm looking for? Uh, embellishments. That's not the word. But she does things. She's yeah, amazing. Nope. She gives you visuals. She gives you bodies of work. She gives you. She gives you tours. She gives you spectacles. Even if you're in a nosebleed, you got a clear clear view why because them screens like she just gives you everything i'm gonna need you to rain it in a little bit there we go it's never rained in so so the so the thing is that she will give you is it is not the same show over and over right it is not the same uh it is not the same thing that you will receive from a normal like rap show no um a lot of times what rap what people will do is just with rap especially it's just Bar for bar, can you do this thing? Like it's a lot of old old men hip hop backpack shit rules that nobody else speaks about, and it's not the same for any other genre. So a lot of times when you're saying somebody should be on my list or somebody is as good as whatever, it's not like the the conversation that's been going around now is like is Nas better than Slick Rick? Um, and so I made the argument that Slick Rick is more entertaining, but Nas is better. And so people were very, some people agreed, some people were very upset. Like, he paved the way. And I was like, I'm sure he did, but I don't give a shit. And when's the last time you cut on a Slick Rick album? Hey, the rule is back is my shit. That's what I I thought. I will say that. Um, (laughs) Treat it like a pro. Anyway, um, but no, I I feel like when it comes to to rapping, and if you want to be on on a, a top MC list, there are just undeniable skills that no matter what era you come from, you just have to have. Um, you have to have a sick ass flow. You can't be boring on whatever beat you want. You can't have trash ass wordplay. You can't have basic wordplay. You can't come in like on freaking Malibu's Most Wanted and expect to be on somebody's list. Like you know what I mean? It's a certain the yeah. quality of your work and and your skill as an MC 
there there had there are standards for it i believe and i would prefer to meet those standards and excel at those standards to be compared amongst the greats um because honestly you can't really make much of an argument for slick rick being in anybody's top five outside of him being legacy legend you know what i mean and that right, doesn't qualify like, you really as based on worthy of being the top five mc because there are people who came after who did it better thank you for opening the door for allowing me to come in and do it better but there are people who have done it better and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that um because it's people like you got your Coles and your Kendricks who come just as hard as some of the people that we grew up listening to, if not harder. Like if somebody was to put Kendrick over Jay-Z, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, that's I wouldn't be mad at all. That makes a lot of sense. You know, is that my personal one? Maybe not. Well, maybe actually, but I don't know, but it, it would make sense. But if you were to be like Quavo, I'm like, who? But like I said, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of nostalgia uh, when it comes to, especially when you're talking about black music, right? A lot of it is you. We do this thing where our personal lives and the way we are brought up, we have to do that thing, which is why we get so mad at these younger rappers who their parents maybe had them at a young age (laughs) or whatever, because the thing that we do is like, we have to mention Slick Rick and Cool G Rap and Cool Herc and Melly Mel. Like we got to mention them. Like when we when we say thank you, and it's like you actually don't have to. I know you never listened to a fucking Melly Mel oh, no, album. You really don't. I know you never listened to no Cool Herc shit. You don't have to. I mean, it's cool. We know where it came from, but you don't have to. Big it's good them if up. you know your history. So when I see these, like... Right, and if I see these young kids um, making their own top fifty list where they've got Uzi at number four. And the Migos and shit for the stuff that they did or Gucci man at number one because he paved the way for a lot of shit. I think a lot of what we don't have a conversation about when it comes to music is like whose tree, who is the fruit from somebody else's tree. And that thing um, is important. I think a lot of what we do is just like you said, like we're bigging up all these old people um, for doing the thing. Like, we, we're thanking them for that shit. As much as all black folks, we love doing that. Like, and the ancestors paved the way. Like, that's cool, too. But ideally, a lot of your own hard work did that shit. Uh, it is not, it's not that you're not getting in these rooms because they went there before you. It's just this lane. It, we don't talk about evolution enough. That's really what this boy is We don't talk about evolution I enough. I think we do. I feel like with rappers, if you go and do your top five MCs, there are just certain skills and qualifications that you have to meet. Fair. It's not a matter of, cause I mean, we all know that the culture is going to shift and change, but even as the culture changes, there are still root qualifications to be a, a skilled and, and dope ass MC. You can be a rapper all day long, but how well are you excelling at that craft? Are you just, are you coasting and getting by with something or are you just really, the shit to the point where like i said you're going to be listed amongst the people that you feel like you need to mention you know what i mean um i think this will have to be a whole episode by itself we have spent a lot yes of time on music. it will <laughs> uh next question uh either or uh we do not have an either or oh. <laughs> we we do have a random or you could if you could if you could uh if you could if you could never work again, how would you spend your time? I would catch up on so many shows and movies. 
Um, I would. I'm assuming I would have money, so I would definitely like. Um, I would be creating. I would create as much as I can, whether it be more writing, whether it be just learning how to do more editing and things like that. I'll be creating. I'll be definitely honing my my producer skills. Um, naps. Oh yeah, naps. Are um, fun. You know, travel. Fun. If funds allow. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would do. Create, watch TV and movies, nap, travel, um, cuddles. Uh, when you create, when you create, are you a person that needs to be in a specific location? Like you know those people who like, I'm gonna go to Montana for three months and write my book, or are you like I could just do this right um, now. Um, right now I can do whatever wherever, but I am open to. Finding a place that stimulates me more than any other. I'm sure that mm. that place exists. Um, but at the moment, I can, I mean, I can't record anywhere. I need to record in my room. But I, editing, I can do anywhere. Writing, I can do anywhere. Um, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, I think I would do the same thing. I think I would probably, um, I probably would work on more videos. I probably would definitely work on more podcasts, create more things. Um collaborate more with people i think there are a lot of people who don't live in the time zone that i would love to work with um people uh people that i would like to visit people i would like to kick it with and just talk to uh i think if i didn't have to work i would go to more like uh conferences and conventions and shit like that just to kind of sit around and like observe people um and be inspired so i i think that's definitely what i would be doing i definitely wouldn't be in a space where i'm like uh Chilling. I mean, yeah, definitely naps. Because as a grown up, you don't get to do that too much. So we definitely, <laughs> definitely want to do that. Uh, but yeah, if money wasn't a, wasn't an issue, I would definitely be at more conferences and more. Uh, I would be hanging out more. So for sure. Uh, we have random life experiences and deep left. Um, let's go with. Let's do them in that order: random life experiences, and then end with deep again. Okay. Random is what's the best hotel you've ever stayed in and why? Um I don't know. Oh, you stayed in a lot of hotels? I I mean I don't stay in many. <laughs> um and when I did the hotel wasn't the um focus of whatever I was doing. <laughs> okay. Um I mean cuz I'm going somewhere. I'm not focused on the room. I mean I'm focused on the outside. I'm just in the room to shower and sleep. Um, But I will say when I went up to see um, the What About Your Friends live show in Connecticut, that was probably one of the most comfortable beds I've ever laid on in a hotel. Mm. Um, I think it was a Hilton. Uh, So I'm just going with that for right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to think of the name of the, I was like, damn, I can't remember the name of the hotel I stayed in when I went to Philly. Uh, it was called the Sinesta, uh, and one, it was a, it was a bunch of stuff about it. That was dope. Uh, one in, uh, the ground floor is, uh, uh, Ruth and Chris and it's some type of art bar. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, after the eighth floor, you have to use your hotel room key to take it to higher floors. I ended up, they ended up one, they upgrading me when I got there. So that was pretty crazy. Um, 
what was the other thing? Oh, I, I didn't like to pay for parking. Uh, you give your car to somebody, you tell them you stay in the hotel. And like, okay, we'll park your car. What I didn't read in a small print is for them to keep your car is $40 a day. Um, oh. I stayed for like three days. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. Um, so that was the thing. Um, I got there really late. There, all the restaurants were like packed because it was I got there on a Friday. Um, so I just ordered room service. Which one makes you feel good because you know you got to have money. The thing about it is, room service is way higher <laughs> than you think. So it's like, oh, this is twenty two dollars. I'm like, shit, twenty two dollars for some chicken fingers and fries and a salad and some other shit. They about to bring me a room. Cool, bet. <laughs> but with all the other shit they got to bring me a room, you end up spending like fifty five dollars. Okay. Um, I think I remember which one it was, but continue. And then the lady who brought it to my room, uh. She had recently decided whatever it was. I mean, I appreciate her. She decided she wanted to share her life story with me while she bringing me my food. Um, and she had recently got off of drugs. I appreciated that. She said she had got off of drugs and she was going to start her career in singing. She decided to sing me a song. Uh, and I was just standing there amazed while she sang her song and danced, sang and danced in my room. Uh, I had I made sure I keep the door open because I didn't want nobody to be like, why is there this woman in here singing and dancing in your room? Uh, and so <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> she left. And then then asked for a tip. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just give you this 20. I want you to enjoy your evening. You brought your brought my food all the way up to the 13th floor. Uh, and then sang and danced for me. I appreciate that. Um, the beds were cool. That, bath, uh, that whole room was dope. That whole floor was dope. But I had it to myself. Uh, I think there was like one other person there on the day I checked out, but yeah, shout out to the Sinesta and on market street in Philly is probably one of my favorite hotels. Yes. I stayed at a hotel in California when I was out there for work and, um, uh, it was close to Irvine, but it was a really nice hotel. It was biggish. Like it, it was expensive. Like it was over a lot of space and it had some really cool little areas and pool and things like that. It was real fancy. Um, and I didn't have to pay for it. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Hotels you don't have to pay for are the best. Huh, especially ones that have a lot of like nice amenities and, and you're getting per diem. So you can order that room service because you're getting what reimbursed. Um, for sure. but yes, I would say that one. Um, it was in, it was close to Irvine. I can't remember what the area was called, but it was really nice. Okay. Yeah, I've stayed in some hotels in California. I'm uh, highly impressed. And there's one, there's like a Marriott in uh, Soquel, which is not far from Oakland, I guess. Uh, but it was pretty dope. I, I appreciated that. Uh, all right. So, life. What's the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Um, Was it acting? Or maybe applying to school for film media related things. Um, let's go for applying and going to school. Although I'm not there yet. I'm starting school. But let's go for going back to school. Okay. For something that I actually want to do and think that I want to want to do for the rest of my life. And not a quick decision made senior year in high school. Mm. No, that's fair. Um, I think the thing for me was starting a company. Starting a company. Um. I was always kind of afraid to do it because I felt like I needed to have all this like money saved up and like a really good plan set in place. Um, I had never thought I would be in a position to where I would quit my job or not have a job. 
and solely working on it. I had always planned on it being like this kind of side hustle thing um, or an additional stream of revenue. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of the way things have kind of panned out. So I, I really do appreciate getting up and like making content and talking about content and meeting with people and helping companies um, get into the content creation game. So that's been pretty fun. Ideally, like I said, it was something that was on my to. It was more not necessarily bucket list, but it was a to do list. Um, but it just it's become more than that. So I've been super excited about what we're doing at Pod Dealers and the people that we're meeting along the way. So yeah, that's definitely the last thing I did on my bucket list. Uh, experiences. Ooh, what opportunity for love or money have you given up? Do you regret it now? Um, I don't think I've given up any opportunities for love. I think that I was given up. Um, I'm not bitter or anything. Um, okay. that was a joke, by the way. You yes, laugh. I know. <laughs> I, really, I was waiting. I was like, I'm gonna let that sit for a little bit. But no, um, hmm, this is a hard one because in giving up an opportunity, quote unquote. I always feel like I'm opening myself up to gain something. So I never really feel a loss of anything. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure there were plenty of opportunities for me to scam money out of something that I gave up, but I would rather not have that money than, you know, be in jail with bad hygiene products. So, um, and I could have gotten a full ride to college had I stayed in this program that I was in, but it wouldn't have been mm. for the school that I wanted to go to. Mm. Um, I don't I haven't passed on any job opportunities that will offer me more. Um, and then when it comes to like romantic things, um, I don't feel like I've turned down anything. I feel like situations came and went, um, but it wasn't a matter of me turning anything down. Especially because if it didn't mesh well with me or what I needed or wanted at the time, it wasn't meant to be. Um, so I definitely have no regrets in that regard. Um, and I guess I just regret not scamming money out of things when I could have. But again, gel and bad hygiene products just don't work well for me. No, that's fair. Um, yeah, I got a bunch of these. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So, so same thing um it wasn't it was for for money um everybody else had a plan to go to college i had the grades to go but i wanted um i wanted to get paid um i wanted to get paid and i was willing to leave all of whatever behind so um i started working at a store um i had a girlfriend at the time she was going to go to college in Arizona and she was like we is a bunch of people from high school were going out there and she was like we should all go out there and just um uh, work together and this that and the third I had thought about it I really really thought about it but then I was like nah um everybody else was already writing their letters and getting their acceptance letters to go to like certain colleges um and I hadn't got mine yet and so I had like kind of panicked a little bit my senior year um uh, and then so when I didn't get mine, I had decided I'm going to go into the Navy. Um, and I did, I knew it was going to be a good chance for me to travel. Uh, and it was going to be a good chance 
for me to just kind of chill and, and do uh, and just stack up some money or whatever. In boot camp, right before college started, my mom, and I, th- I know she did this on purpose. She said she did it as an accident. It was just forwarding my mail because my mom works at the post office, but she's no dummy. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she sent me my partial scholarship letter to San Diego State. Um, and I had to read this after getting done doing a gang of push-ups and jumping jacks and all this other bullshit. So I get this envelope that's like, you know, with my name and shit on it about like basically you get, you know, a good a good chunk of it. It wasn't a full ride, but it was like basically like enough for like an associate's or whatever. Um and I was like, fuck man, I don't know how to do it. and it, you know, when you're seventeen, you don't know you can be like I I don't want to do this Navy shit no more. (laughs) I actually would love to go to college in California for a little bit. Um, So that didn't, that didn't work out. The other thing is uh, I think later on in my life, I think I had an opportunity to get stationed somewhere else while I was still in the Navy, but I just liked the people I was with. And it's not necessarily um, romantic wise, but I think I was accustomed to being around those people. And you and I talk a lot about structure and like routine um, and I also was kind of scared. I didn't want to do that thing where I had to keep like being around people, um, and keep, I guess, re reintroducing myself constantly and getting accustomed to this new routine. But ideally that's what happened to me. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't end up moving. Um, let me see. There was a bunch of other opportunities that came around. Um, when I was in romantic relationships, there was opportunities to work in film, not necessarily in front of the camera, but behind the camera, production crew type stuff. Um, there were opportunities to, well, those companies ended up going belly up, but at the time they were doing well. <laughs> so, so with the jobs, when the jobs were offered to me to come work there, I turned them down because I, I knew it was going to be a lot of work. And I, at that time, wanted to be a good partner and a good, I guess, a good person all around. Um, but the money up front was a lot and it was just kind of like, yeah, but I have to give up a lot to do that. I don't regret any of it. Cause I think we ended up doing all right. Um, all of us, like those people that I was going to go in business with the people who were asking for production and stuff, they no longer do any of that stuff. They they're doing something, they're successful in other ways. But, um, I think a lot of those times where it was just like really impulsive and I, I, I'm not really, I'm not an impulsive person all the time. Uh, especially when it comes with revenue streams. So uh, I'm always afraid of getting rich quick and then uh, then not having it. So, uh, yeah, it's not, not bitter about it, but definitely think about it every now and again. Mm. Uh, and the last one. Deep, if you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Oh, this one is not bad at all. Um, <laughs> I would change it to Huey. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, yeah, that's already. Ooh, uh, I, would, I would, I probably actually would, cause I, I love, I love going by Huey. It's, it's dope. Um, it's so dope. Like when I'm on set, they're like, oh Huey, can you do? It? I'm like, oh that's me. Um, and then it's when I'm like podcasting and like everybody knows me as Huey. It's, it's really dope. I, I really enjoy it. Um, and I just like the way it sounds, the way it rolls off, and I just feel like I look like a Huey. Mm, that's fair. Uh, if I had to legally change my name, I'm with you too. I would legally change it to Jay. Uh, <laughs> everybody. Um, the thing that is funny is um, 
I think that's what people say. They say to me, you look like a J. Um, and so that's kind of it for real. So since that question was so easy, I do have another deep question because I think this one is right up our alley. I randomly picked this out of the deck. I did not look at it. I just flipped it over right now. The next deep question is, what thing are you most scared to tell your parents? Um, I don't think I'm afraid to tell them anything at this point. Um, I feel like I am self-aware and self-actualized enough to stand in all of my truth in front of my parents. Um, there are definitely certain things I'll be like uncomfortable talking about, but it's like, like sex life type things and stuff like that. But as far as being scared, nothing. Um, because I, other than my parents, I still see them as humans. I still see them as people who, um, although they gave me life or created me, they don't have control over me or power over me. They don't pay my bills. They don't sign my paychecks. Um, they have everything to do. Well, not everything, but they play more of a role in my mental issues as opposed to my mental well-being in a sense. Well, that, that makes it sound harsh. Um, I'm still growing and I've worked through things that I picked up from them. Put it that way. Mm. Things that they did not, could not. Um, help me get out of. Mm. Okay. Um, so I don't fear them at all. Again, this is uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. And then some uncomfortable conversations that just never need to be brought up. But I'm not afraid to speak to them about anything or say anything to them anymore. Okay. Yeah, mine isn't a scared thing. Uh, it's more of an annoyance conversation where, like, I would rather <laughs> say the thing that I need to say without a whole bunch of fight. Um, mm. And so, ideally, it would be a mixture of, like, the emotional damage uh, that happened as a child. Um, and then also the conversation about, like, not necessarily financial literacy, but just, like, y'all are shitty with money. And y'all always been shitty with money. Um and the thing about it is, like, for some reason, y'all being shitty with money, you have also tricked yourself into this that somebody will save us. Um, you have also built up this thing that, like, family, we don't turn our backs on each other, so I can blow my fucking check and still be like, somebody gonna give me something to make it till I get paid again. Um, and that that is the thing. It is not, it was a lifestyle that I also lived um, very early on. It would be we went grocery shopping and then ideally you can move your phone bill <laughs> to the next pay cycle because the new Jordans come out on Saturday. Like, fuck it. We'll be all right. We'll make it. Uh, somebody go help us. Right. And so like being super irresponsible with money early on was a lot of while it is not their fault. That is where I picked that up. Right. Um, so a lot of. A lot of that, and then kind of still to this day, like I, a lot of conversations that we have is a, a like a lot around balling on a budget. And don't get me wrong, a lot of us do. Like a lot of people live check to check that it's not this thing. Don't let the internet fucking fool you. Everybody ain't rich. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we're doing that thing where it's just like 
they work. I watched them work very hard. And even to my father, all the way up to his dying day, worked very hard. And that's all he really talked about. The last couple of moments that I got to see him was about work um, or how he needed to get out of the hospital so he could go to work. And a lot of what they did and they spent a lot of their money on was like these experiences. And while that is fine, it was also at the cost of not doing other shit. Right. So fuck these lights and the mortgage and and putting a whole bunch of groceries in the house because I'm going to like Antigua for a while. Like that Mm. type of shit. Um, And so like not necessarily conversations about like how you should be doing it, how you should diversify your portfolio and shit like that, but just more or less like priorities and how things work. And that was also trickled over into people. Like, uh, I don't want to be monogamous because I just want to have fun, like that type of shit. <laughs> like, right. uh, and so those things, uh, kind of went hand in hand for a really long time. Um, and it, like I said, it's not a conversation that I'm afraid to have. It's we've touched on it, but it's just one of those things like, uh, you are still the child. And so I don't have to have this conversation with you. It is not, we are it, And it, I agree. We're not peers. Um, and that's the other thing. Like the, I think I've also learned that in a way to where I talk to people now too. So I lead off a lot of conversations with, Hey, we're not homies. So don't, <laughs> feel, the, don't feel the need to talk to me as if we are. So that's not what's happening. Um, and so that is a thing that I would like to have a conversation about without it being, it's very combat. And it could be a sensitive issue, right? Which is why people, when you talk about sensitive issues, people get really defensive. Um, and that's why I also say, like, there, I am not saying anything offensive. There's no need for you to be defensive. We can have this conversation, and it can be back and forth. You could tell me whatever. But if the thing we have learned, especially as black folks, is not to really talk about money. We have painted it in this way to, like, where it's about bragging or how much you have and how much you don't have. If you don't have a lot, then you feel like you are a loser. If you have too much, then you feel like you are shaming somebody else who doesn't have the same amount. Um, and so we don't have those conversations about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm always interested in having money or having conversations about money. I am interested in having money as well, but, <laughs> but like some too. yeah, I'm interested in having conversations about money. How do we, how we can use it better, how we can use it to our advantage, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, I think that's a conversation I would absolutely love to have with more people that are not necessarily my parents, but just, I noticed that when you start talking about money with black folks, it is a, it is a thing. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm still learning money, and and I'm getting better slowly but surely. So yeah, but that is that is it for the questions. These are fun. It didn't get as deep as the last time, which I'm happy about. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, is there anything to see in the weed from these? Weed more fun. See more fun rather. And yeah. weed out depression. This shit sucks. Yeah. And uh don't check don't check in on your strong friend. They're okay. Go check in on your weak friends. Check in on everybody that you feel you need to check into. Cause being the mm-hmm. strong friend, sometimes it does feel good when I get checked up on because I'd be going through. That's fair. We'll give you But that. check in on whoever your heart say check in on. <laughs> R- wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> But all that being said, remember y'all, seasons change, mad things are rearranged, but if it ain't growing, it's dead. We out. Peace.